preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, simply live the supernatural life. That's what every Christian is supposed to do. Learn how through our program with Teresa Lust Ministries. Friends, you are tuned in to Teresa Lusk Ministries podcast. I am your host, Teresa Lusk. I am sharing with you the Freedom Series. It is taught out of my book, Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life. You can find your copy wherever books are sold. You know, I've been doing this series and you can actually find the prior segments uh, on websites such as Spotify and things of that nature. Just look me up. You'll be able to find the prior segments, but I really want you to hear everything that I have to say because this series will have a lot of portions to it. It's straight out of my book, um, which I encourage you to get your hands on because because while I am teaching out of my book, there's much more depth uh, in the book versus in the podcasts because of time but even listening to this i can guarantee you that if you have an open heart an open mind and you allow the lord to show you some things you will find that um, we are uh, going to learn so much today so today i'm covering traditions rules and regulations and that this is um, based on deliverance and freedom ministry casting out demons i've read over and over again mark 16 15 through 18 it's my signature scripture if you will um, or one of my signature scriptures that i really use as a foundation to teach on where the lord said that you will preach the gospel cast out demons lay hands on the sick speak with new tongues face demonic things and they will not hurt you and he says these are the signs that follow those who believe and so I've been teaching on um, what do those signs look like and what are some things that we've been taught in the churches that are not even biblical, but rather they're man-made. And I'm going to talk to you about a few of them today because um, I, see the, I see things turning for the good. I see that so many churches and leaders and teachers, etc., they're getting on, they're, they're starting to get on board with the truth of the word and they're starting to remove the requirements from people that they used to put on them we went through a season a, a long season of <clears throat> excuse me of um, where pastors were mostly the only ones who were in, in leadership and they were the only ones who were allowed to prophesy pray and lay hands on the sick unless they had a few people that they had chosen that they had ordained to do things and the truth is that while church leadership has its value while there is a <coughs> excuse me a while there is a fivefold ministry that we do see in the bible it's very important that you understand that you're still called to do your work and you're still called to give an account and so we've got to stop looking at church leadership as if they are the only ones or if like if they are the ones who the order comes from the orders come from the Lord and he uses men and women then to ordain and anoint and um, you know to set apart commission etc whichever word you want to use for getting his work done so we're talking about traditions rules and regulations now um, I have I have talked to people 
who have said they used to attend church. Uh, you hear all the stories from people, but one in particular said that they did not let her um, be on the altar team unless she had fasted and prayed. You know, there is there's no scripture in the Bible that tells us that before we minister to someone that we must fast and pray. There is a scripture that people have taken out of context um, and that happens to uh, be what people use all the time uh, to say that, um, that see this is a sign that you're supposed to fast and pray before you can be on the altar team, before you can bring forth deliverance. And to be honest with you, that scripture is actually highly debated, you know, because it's talking about how the disciples were not able to cast out a demon. Jesus tells them, oh, it's because this kind does not come out except by prayer. Some, some other scriptures say by prayer and fasting. And so here's the deal. Fasting is for breakthrough. Um, and it's a good thing. Fasting causes you to put your flesh uh, to rest and if you don't have faith for doing God's work unless you have fasted and prayed then according to your faith it shall be done so unfortunately if that's the rule that you put on yourself that really is the the fruit that you're going to see it's going to be on yourself but if you have the faith of okay I know God called me you look at the word and you say he called me to do this then it's going to be so much easier for you to just do what God told you to do um, I'm not here to argue the scripture. I believe in fasting. I don't think that fasting is the all in all of everything. Uh, you see in the in the Word of God, there's lots of healing going on and uh, deliverance, uh, getting people set free from demonic oppression without all the prayer and fasting. It does have its value, as does praying in tongues. And so, you know, those things, I'm not here to argue them. I am here to say that um, I have done ministry without prayer and fasting many times as a matter of fact most of my ministry has occurred without the prayer and fasting <clears throat> and um it's still god still honors his word it's not about me it's about the people before me who require the deliverance who've been calling out for the freedom um, another rule or regulation or tradition is that sinners cannot cannot cast out devils you know, I wish I could tell you that was true. Um, in a prior segment, in another segment that I recently did, I showed um, our, our listeners, I well, I shared with our listeners in Mark 9, 38 through 41, uh, how John came to Jesus and said, hey, there were some people casting out demons in your name. And, you know, he's freaking out and, and saying, what's the deal with this? But Jesus said, hey, if they're not for us, if they're not against us, they're for us. Sometimes we look at life and we just expect people to expect people's lives to be perfect. I, if you know me, my, my ministry, I, I try to define it by four very important words, holiness, love, freedom, and power. First word is holiness. I believe in holiness. I believe God is holy and I believe that we are to be holy. We're supposed to aspire and, and, and work out our, our salvation in the sense of you work it out to become more and more like Christ. So I don't agree with people living their lives however they want. However, I also know that I've worked with people who I know had some sort of sin in their life and they were still able to cast out some demons. 
So at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, God will use people because he wants the people who are right there um, set free. It's about other people. He can deal with us, but if that's the only opportunity that that person will be able to come in contact with for a long time and that person's crying out for mercy and you're the one available, guess what? God's going to use that person. And so while I don't agree with certain things and the way people live at certain times, the way they disregard the Word of God when they call themselves believers, I also know from experience that the Lord has um, been gracious to people for the sake of their own lives, not so much for the sake of the person doing the work. I do encourage you uh, to live your best life that you really do exemplify. You know how in your family, you know, maybe you grew up and your parents used to warn you about your manners and saying thank you and please. And, you know, the reason why they did that is because they believed that that was a reflection of them. And I get that. I'm a mom. I have three kids, one who's fully grown. And, you know, as he was growing up and even with my two younger children, my job is to say, hey, mind your manners. It's yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And even though some people um, despise that because they see it as tradition, it's important. It's important to me that they reflect the goodness that I'm teaching them because they are my children. It's the same thing. The Lord wants us to reflect who he is. But even when we're not fully doing that, we are going to we can be used uh, for doing uh, great things another thing is a lot of times people will say well unless you're in prayer you know you need to have been praying this is apart from from prayer this is apart from fasting um, this is just prayer some people won't even tell you to pray they'll uh, excuse me to fast but they'll tell you you need to pray and they'll say unless you've been praying I wouldn't go in there now that my friends may have to do with what you believe and the truth is this if you have been lined up if you've lined yourself up with the Word of God and what you believe he's called you to do and there are no restrictions meaning you have learned about your assignments in God without needing to have prayed and fasted and if you just know that he's giving you authority because of the Lord Jesus that he told you to go out and do it and you know it and you know it and you know it with all your heart then even not having prayed before you can still get his work done you can still get people free you can still bring them to a point of deliverance because it's what you believe what you believe is a really big deal in deliverance and um, I will share about that a little bit more but I just want to uh, remind you that you are tuned in to Teresa Lusk Ministries. I am your host, Teresa Lusk. I am actually teaching out of my book, Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life. You can get your copy wherever books are sold. I want to encourage you to go to our website, TeresaLusk.com. If you'll sign up for our email list, I can get you blogs and videos and encouraging announcements that are usually uh, first shared with our subscribers. Also, if you're on social media, 
go out there and find us under Teresa Lusk Ministries. We would love to connect with you. If you have a prayer request or you just want to share a testimony, maybe you have questions about what we're teaching. We actually welcome uh, those opportunities. So you can email info at TeresaLusk.com. We would love to hear from you, my friends, and we can't wait to stay connected. But we are talking about the traditions, rules, and regulations when it comes to setting people free, getting people set free, delivered. You know, what is required of the minister, of the person who's going to minister? Um, do we really have to fast and pray? Do we have to um, uh, be, you know, completely doing right and I'm not saying that to encourage anything else but there are some rules and traditions and regulations that people have put in your life I'm certain that there is somebody listening right now who can say yep and it's probably something I've not even mentioned another thing I've heard is people saying you have to have two people to go out and to get this work done you cannot just go out by yourself that is not accurate I have had to face demonic situations by myself and I've worked with people who used to do it by themselves not um, on purpose you know and, and I have too. I mean because that's the nature of the ministry um, but these people would you know they would see person after person after person I don't work with with somebody in my office if I'm most of the times when I'm when I'm dealing with people uh, counseling them pastorally uh, and and just even you know deciding do these people need deliverance or do they just need discipleship um, so you will a lot of times face these things on your own if you're not comfortable if you have a lack of faith if you have severe fear you will want to be with someone else you I would just encourage you to do it you know the thing about dealing with a darkness is they're very cunning as you see from the beginning they're cunning cunning they're tricky they're full of mockery they're full of hate and so uh, they're full of accusation you know the Bible says that the brethren uh, are accused by the accuser the enemy himself Satan he is the accuser of the brethren and so a lot of times these things when they manifest themselves for whatever reason um, as that is their nature they will accuse and do things and so depending on where you're at it really does it will depend on how you should handle your ministry and your deliverance uh, ministry that God has called you to um, it's important to use wisdom you want to be prepared you want to be wise but can I be honest there's just so many things that you might face that you can read a million books and you may still not know what to do, which is why you have to depend on the Holy Spirit to be your teacher, to be your guide, to be the one who tells you, um, this is how you handle this, this is what you do. Uh, there's so many different ways that people minister deliverance. Uh, and some people have the rules, they have their regulations, even about how you do ministry. And I will talk about that in a future uh, segment. I'm sure by the time maybe you hear this, the, the next one will be out. But I will talk about you know how do you uh, set people free based on uh, on the word and based on what other people have done that works but what are some traditions rules and regulations that have that you've been bound by you know a lot of times the only thing that keeps you 
from growing and moving to the next level is what you believe and what you've been taught that you believed. I've been saying this probably throughout most of my segments. You know, what, what you believe, what you choose to line up with um, will dictate how far you go. So one of the things I want to encourage you to do is definitely to ask the Lord to reveal if there are teachings in you that are not of Him. Are there teachings in you that are based on rules and traditions and regulations that you did not um, that you did not ask for, but they've been taught to you. So now you're following them. The best thing to do, uh, one of my favorite books in the Bible to, to show you how Jesus did things is the book of Mark. The book of Mark has great stories about healing and casting out demons. Um, and truly, to be honest with you, that's where you'll find a, 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 some great stories on how the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, that those religious rulers, how they were quick to put down the law that they had in many times, in many, in many instances, they had created those rules. It was their traditions that they were passing on again from generation to generation, as I've said before, and you'll hear me say that a lot because that's my passion in this season of my life. My passion is to awaken people to those religious traditions that they believe that were not put there by God. Traditions aren't always bad. There were some things that Jesus did out of tradition um, to honor it, but if it if it denied God's power, that's where he would put the stop. He did not put up with that. And I appreciate that so much because we deal with what I call modern day Pharisees. And there's people out there who say, why are we worried about modern day Pharisees? When we need to be focused on Jesus, that's great. But sometimes if you can identify the, the, the Pharisaical attitude, the Pharisaical traditions and beliefs, then you'll be able to get yourself set free. This is why the book of Proverbs is so amazing because you can read it and find all the foolishness that we live out in that book. And then you can find the answer to the foolishness. And so it's the same thing with teaching on the people who have resisted God's power work, the healing, the deliverance. You know, the Pharisees didn't like people getting set free. They didn't like Jesus doing it because they weren't doing it. And because they didn't understand how to teach and live life with the authority of God. All they knew was rules and traditions. Rules and traditions, they will bring you to a standstill. I have met people who are awesome, they're gifted, um, but because they were so bound by a spirit of religion and tradition, um, they were not able to move in the fullness of who God is on the inside of them. Maybe you're listening and you're saying, how do you know? How do you know if you have this spirit of religion and tradition and sometimes it's not even a spirit it's just your attitude and the devil works with that and usually there is some kind of demonic activity there with that kind of especially if it's been going on for years uh, but sometimes it's just an attitude of the heart um, but here's how you know number one do you deny the things that are in the word that have to do with God's supernatural power with the supernatural power of Jesus with the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit do you deny it? 
a lot of times people deny they look in the word and they, they go well that's great that was for back then that's not for today and if it is for today sometimes some people will say yep it's for today but this is only for today that's not for today so they start separating and dividing and that's when that spirit of tradition and religion comes in and it halts things go back my friends look in the word look at the stories about the Pharisees and you'll begin to see how exactly they tried to halt the work of the Lord down to the point of wanting to murder Jesus that's how much they hated Jesus doing the work of the Lord some people may say well it was just because of their popular his popularity they wanted that popularity yes they did but that does not take away from the fact that they hated people actually beginning to experience the power of the living God so my question is do you get offended easily annoyed easily when you hear people talk about the power of God the Spirit of God do you immediately get yourself in a position where you feel like you're the one who gets to decide what is from God and what isn't this is what I was what I've said before that even in the Pentecostal spirit-filled charismatic groups there are different clusters of us we may all believe in the power of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues but then you can divide us up in different clusters that means we each have a different level of of how, how could I say this like a, a depth of how deep we're willing to go into the spirit-filled realm into the power of God realm how deeply do we believe some believe some of them won't even believe in a Christian needing um, deliverance they are actually some of the most uh, in in the spirit-filled charismatic group you'll find some of the most resistant people to deliverance for the Christian person uh, so that's what I'm saying there's different clusters of what people believe and and that's fine but um, at the end of the day are we putting ourselves in the position of the Holy Spirit and saying this is of God this is not of God discernment is absolutely important especially since the word says that um, that even the elect might be able to be tempted with signs and wonders and miracles and a lot of times that's why people deny the work of the of the Holy Spirit because they're afraid of that they're afraid of that but I'm gonna tell you that as long as you are truly walking in oneness with Christ he'll walk you through that so one is denying the work trying to resist the work and then a critical spirit some people have such a critical spirit that if they even think that you appreciate something from a denomination or a church or a movement that they don't agree with they want to even get you out of their lives I've said this before I've had uh, I've lost friendships over this um, the the deliverance ministry I didn't ask for it I didn't ask for this I used to not believe in it or agree in it for Christians until the Lord showed me otherwise and then I didn't have a choice except to um, allow him to show me by experience and through his word and so I'm done fighting and arguing I, I just watch people in bondage and I know that I know better I know the word I know what they need because the Lord is, has revealed it so I just run with that so sometimes we have a critical spirit and we want to put up a um, a resistance 
and through that critical spirit we have we have spoken ill of other people who walk in the fullness of God because we are not comfortable as always my friend I'm going to challenge you to look at yourself and and say Lord have I offended you for offending your child have I offended you for offending the work that is yours because again we get scared and we were afraid of what's not don't forget there's nothing natural about the supernatural so why would any of it make you comfortable and maybe you just get comfortable uh, with it through uh, seasons but that doesn't mean that um, that you're gonna accept all of it because you're afraid there's something that looks creepy again that goes with your logic and so I just encourage you to ask the Lord that way you don't have to say well Teresa's just pushing something it's ungodly whatever whatever no ask the Lord to show you he'll show you if you're truly genuine and you want to see it he will show it to you and he'll set you free from the unbelief that comes with the uh, criticism of the spirit-filled life of the deliverance ministry uh, of the spirit-filled life in general and so my friends be guarded with who you listen to and what you listen to uh, because there is still a push to shut down things that really do belong to God but they've been ascribed to the enemy uh, I used to say I'm not going to ascribe evil to God because we spend so much time ascribing some dark things um, and, and that's just not fair so tradition and religion and regulations uh, they have they have de they have power to them uh, and when I say you know religion I say that carefully because you know really Christianity is based on a relationship but because of tradition and denominations it's turned into religion and so that's how we are that's how even how we're identified amongst the unbelievers but at the end of the day what do you believe about God you know do, do you believe he called you to do this if you do go back to the word and find where he tells you um, and and look for scriptures that really confirm what I'm saying to you so that you can get to the point where you start walking out in complete freedom um, I know that there's people out there who are who God is waiting <clears throat> excuse me to send out um, because the laborers are few the harvest is plenty the time is now and so I know that God is waiting on some faithful people some people he just baptizes by experience you didn't get the yes you didn't get to say yes or no before it even happened you just will experience it and actually that's one of my favorite stories to hear is when the Lord just baptized them when the Holy Spirit saturated them with an experience because they didn't have time to think it through they didn't have the option to say you know yes or no do I believe in it do I not it was just a hey this is what I've called you to do now here you go and that is one of the most awesome things I know some of you may be listening and saying no way Teresa there's no way I'm gonna do that but there's value in that so my friends I just want to leave you with that I encourage you before I pray for you uh, to go to our website TeresaLusk.com and we want to connect with you on social media so if you'll go and find our um, pages under Teresa Lusk Ministries don't forget that my podcasts are out there I you should be able to find all the um, the uh, freedom series podcasts and we can't wait to connect with you so email us info at Teresa uh, we'd love to hear your testimonies prayer requests 
And don't forget to get your copy of Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life, wherever books are sold online. Um, so my friends, I can't wait to hear from you. May God richly bless you. But I'm going to pray for you right now that this word that I've been sharing, that it would just land on good soil. So Father, I thank you for the listener. I thank you, God, that you will open up their eyes and cause the the blinders, God, the, the things that have been set in place by rules and traditions and regulations, those things that have been set by man's tradition and not by you. Father, we ask you to bring light and revelation to those places where my friend, right now where my friend is listening, where they're experiencing this in their own lives. I thank you, Father, that you'll give them wisdom and strength, Lord God, to see is this of you or is this of the enemy? God, I thank you that you'll show them where they still are, if they are bound by rules and regulations and things, Lord, that you never intended them to live by. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the one who brings forth deliverance here on earth. I pray that you begin to reveal yourself to them in a greater way, that they'll begin to walk in greater depths with the Lord, where they'll begin to seek after you and hunger after the truth. I pray, Lord, that you reveal your word to them. Show them, God, that I'm not just saying these things, that I'm not just another person uh, on the airwaves saying things, but God, that it'll be someone who will look in the word and say, this really is a confirmation of the Lord. You really are asking me to take responsibility for me, to break up with the things that I've learned all my life, that may not be of you, Lord. And God, I just thank you for that deliverance for them today. I thank you that before they'll be used to deliver others, you'll begin to deliver them and they'll forever be grateful, God, as they begin to move in your power. In Jesus' name, 